Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome into a Wednesday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Ailey is our producer for the broadcast today. Okay, um, I'm just going to say it. By the way, remember yesterday I told you about Kevin Brown, the Orioles broadcaster who was stupidly suspended? Um, the Orioles say now he is going to return soon. I mean, they they just suffered uh, a complete PR Meltdown. I mean, they, they nothing good came of what the Orioles did, which is really terrible because you know they're they're trending and playing uh, so well. Um, but anyway, we'll see what happens. Um, today, got some good guests on the program, um, including. Max Chadwick from Pro Football Focus, Aaron Murray, the former Georgia quarterback, uh, will talk college football with us. And yesterday, uh, we had some conversation about Utah's quarterback, Cam Rising, uh, and uh, whether or not uh, he could be fully recovered from his uh, ACL, you know, what you go through, all of that. Well, you know somebody who knows a lot about that? is the longtime former Gator uh, team physician, Dr. Pete Indelicato. I've known Pete for a million years. Uh, he will be here uh, today to discuss that. Um, so there you go. Uh, in the meantime, we will take your phone calls, questions, comments, 392-8255. You can email uh, Russell at WRUF.com. I got an email today uh, from John who said, have you heard about FSU possibly paying players? Uh, you know, that, that allegation has been made. Uh, it's not been proven, but it's interesting uh, to see, you know, where this may end up going. Uh, we will certainly uh, follow it. Um Jonesy emails, and oh, and by the way, today, I'm going to succumb to this. I'm going to succumb to this. It's because we're still in this little lull period here between the start of college football and uh, now. Um, top three female Gator athletes of all time. Yeah, that, that's, I know it's impossible. But given the fact that we don't have a lot going on, we'll throw it out there and see what you think. According to several people uh, reporting this, the ACC now wants to get in on the expansion game, evaluating Stanford and Cal and also SMU now. Now, I'll say this. 
SMU has big money donors. And that's one of the reasons why uh, I think the Pac-12 was looking at SMU. So we'll see what happens. Um, But you know what's also happened? I talked to... I got to be careful here. I talked to a media member and to a coach uh, about Florida State. And what they both basically told me, uh, without going on the air to say it, is that FSU has really hurt themselves within the ACC. That there's scars here. That, I mean, look, there's nothing wrong with saying we want to leave a conference, but apparently the way that they did it has left uh, some real bad tastes in the mouths of the other ACC schools. Um, Okay, before we get Max Chadwick here, uh, Jonesy, I don't know, I know we don't want to get too high or too long on our teams, but with all the hype surrounding the Jets, what expectations do you have for them this year? For my Giants, I'm just saying I'm not sure if they're going to make the playoffs because of the tough division similar to your Jets. Yes, the Jets are in a tough division. Um, I mean, I, I would hope the Jets could be a playoff team. I think that's the that's the place I have them at. Would I be disappointed they didn't make the playoffs? Yes. With this roster they have, barring injury, yes. All right, let's get to John. Hi, John. Hey, uh, good afternoon, Steve. Um you had a topic yesterday about like homerism, and uh, I'll, I'll take you way back back in the day when you and uh, Larry Vitell first started, you know, with Sports Scene or, or some of the other shows that you guys started. And I was kind of hoping back way back then that you guys would have been a little bit more homerism, meaning talk strictly about the Gators. And then over the years, I've I've kind of respected and admired the way that you, not just you and Larry, have done it, but just overall the way this scope is of how you how you've uh presented your shows meaning you know go back to what power Cosell used to he used to say telling it like it is and i res- and i totally over the years i've totally respected that and uh that's that's my take on it but uh having said that homerism kind of even ha- happens on the full little network so i'm going to tell you about your jets uh, over the summer, I understand that your Jets, um, you know, entertaining, trying to get Aaron Rodgers. So that was a that was a daily aspect. But I'm I'm just kind of just irked, and I'm just t- tired of hearing about the Jets every day. You know that Mike Greenberg is a huge Jet fan, and you cannot go through a shit show without him talking about what's going on in practice. I mean, excuse me if there if I'm wrong. But there's 31 other teams, and I don't get any updates on my my Dolphins or any other teams. I mean, I have to I go on other sites to get updates, but it just seems that like the Four Letter Network should be an unbiased, you know, form. And I just think that at some point that I think that that show that he does get up in the morning is I think it gets borderlines on unprofessionalism. Well, let's let's take a look at that. You sit here. Right, and yes. you listen to this show primarily for what Gator stuff. Right, right. But now I, 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 I'm not a national show; stuff. I'm a local right, show. Right, right? I, I understand yeah. that. But I think if you watch Get Up in its totality, 
they do talk about other teams. They do talk about other players. Now, Greenberg makes no bones about the fact he's a Jets fan because he's and, and he can do that because he's not a player. You don't see right. the players saying, you know, I'm a Jets fan or I'm a Colts fan or whatever. Although, you know, they, they might say, well, you know, I played seven years with the Raiders, so blah, blah, blah. So that's why it's a little bit different when a host does that. And I think it's unfair, frankly, John, to say that they don't talk about other teams. They do. They do. I, I think they talk way too much about the Cowboys, for example. I agree with that, too. But I agree. You know, that is another that's team. That's true. Yeah. Right. But, I mean, it's like, do you ever, I mean, obviously, you, I'm not trying to nitpick here on that aspect, but you ever hear about the Seahawks? Yes, you know, depending on I mean, depending on rarely. depending on their situation. Situation, right? You know, w- Russell Wilson. You know, when he was there, you heard more about them. And remember, right. they no one talked about the Jets until what? The Aaron Rodgers. Thank situation. you. That it, it yes. it's personality driven, right? Right. The Cowboys because of Dak Prescott, Jerry Jones. Um, you know, sometimes it's about a team that because they win, the Chiefs get a lot of pub because look what they've done, right? But is anybody going to talk about the uh, Carolina Panthers on a on a no? Because yeah. that's just how it is, right? Right. That's that's just my take on it. I just think that uh, I mean, I, I you know, I, I get nausea. I maybe because I'm a Dolphin fan, I get you know very sensitive, but I don't get any updates on them. I mean. They're one of the top four, top three teams that are supposed to vie for the Eastern Division. So I would like to hear a little bit more on them. So I right. mean, not not from your show, but that's that's yep. my take on it. I got you. Hey, uh, thank you, bud. All right, John. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's it is in part personality driven. Uh, BB says, shout out to D. I agree. My Saints coach's seat might get a little toasty, depending. What starters does Utah return? On their offensive and defensive lines, we will go over that on Friday uh, with their play-by-play voice. Um, he thinks the trench battle will be a huge deciding factor. He'll miss CBS, uh, the SEC on CBS. Not sure how it will affect the number of SEC game broadcast. Uh, we'll be down one game with some on an ESPN streaming service. No, you'll see SEC games. I admit I don't watch any soccer. I really can't form my own opinion, but I heard a CBS interview with a little girl all of five years old after the U.S. women's dramatic loss. She said, I love them. They're my heroes. That's good enough for me. Well, sometimes, and that women's soccer is not just the only sport, sometimes because of actions, it gets politicized by some people. And I'm not saying that's right. I'm not saying that's wrong. But, you know, when you, when you have an action, there could be a reaction to the action. And, you know, that's what free speech is all about. 1213, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Max Chadwick from Pro Football Focus will join us to talk a little college football, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Max Bernstein. The Tampa Bay Rays are set to host the St. Louis Cardinals tonight for Game 2 of their three-game series. Tampa is coming off a 4-2 win last night and are just two games back of the Baltimore Orioles in the AL East. 
Catch coverage here tonight at 6. Staying in baseball, the Miami Marlins are set to start Game 3 of their series against the Cincinnati Reds. Johnny Cueto is set to take them out for Miami with a first pitch set for 12.35. And in football, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will get their first taste of preseason action as they'll host the Pittsburgh Steelers on Friday night. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Max Bernstein. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. The good folks at Southeast Car Agency in Gainesville, 310 Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville want to make sure you have the widest selection available to choose your next vehicle. With one caveat, they don't have any new ones. Since opening their doors 40-plus years ago, they've never sold a new vehicle. They have always specialized in giving you the best and late model low-mileage vehicles. And because they have so many vehicles on the lot, cars, trucks, domestics, foreigns, SUVs, you get the idea. They give you the widest selection at different price points so you can purchase the vehicle that you can afford and purchase the vehicle that you want to drive. And remember, you can go online and check them out as well. A lot of detail is there. They update that all the time. That website is secars.com. You can also test drive them, see the vehicles in person by going to see them at their place of business at Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville. Their sales staff is there to always help, but never to hard sell you or try to sell you a vehicle you don't want. Been driving a Southeast Car Agency vehicle for years. They've been great for me. They can do the same thing for you. When you go see them in person, tell them Sports Scene sent you to Southeast Car Agency. Avoid steroids and surgery? Take some advice from pro football legend Emmett Smith. Call QC Kinetics. Let QC Kinetics help you improve your quality of life with biologic therapies that get your body to repair and restore damaged tissue. These exciting new regenerative treatments from local medical professionals can help your body heal itself with lasting pain relief. Trust me, you want to avoid surgery if you can. Check out these biologic treatments to see what your options are. QC Kinetics, restorative, regenerative solutions with no downtime, no surgery, no drugs. I'm talking about joint pain we all can relate to in your knees, your shoulders, your hips, and your lower back. They'll get you feeling good again. Get relief now. What are you waiting on? Make the call to QC Kinetics. Tell them Emmett Smith sent you. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. 352-400-4550. What is ClearSound Audiology, and how can they help you? Well, simply put, ClearSound Audiology focuses on enhancing your life by addressing hearing loss. Whether it's affecting you or a loved one, don't miss what you haven't been hearing. There's absolutely no obligation with the two-week trial period. Try your hearing aids before you buy them. All UF and Santa Fe students and employees save 10%, or mention ESPN for 10% savings as well. Visit us online at clearsoundaudiology.com or in person in our Gainesville or Lake City offices. ClearSound Audiology, where your hearing aid comes with a doctor. Hey, Bill, is that a new car? Nah, it's my same ride. I just got the dings taken out and repainted. I got it done at Mako in Gainesville. Wow, looks sharp. I thought it was a new car. Honestly, I was shocked at how good it looks. I'd recommend Mako of Gainesville to anyone. Give your car a brand new look. Take it to Mako in Gainesville. Excellent service and a fast turnaround on quality warrantied work with 0% financing available. Visit MAACOGainesville.com or call 352-371-4251. Mako of Gainesville on Main Street. 
Hey, it's Steve Russell for Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. It's Key Lime Shake Season. Try one right now. And try the Herb Chicken Burger, the house-made veggie burger, and my favorite, a Florida-raised beef original Big Dick with hot fries. Open seven days a week. Worthwhile, wholesome, fast food. Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. We are your home for Tampa Bay Rays baseball. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world with the WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM, WRUF. Well, we had Max Chadwick on from Pro Football Focus uh, last week, and he's back this week to talk some college football. And again, the, the college football world has certainly been spinning. Max, welcome. Always appreciate you doing this. Um, okay, is the ACC going to be the latest conference to delve into expansion? Do you think this, you know, Stanford, Cal, maybe SMU has any steam? Yeah, Steve, thanks so much for having me on. Sure. And yeah, I mean, it's funny how insane everything happened uh, basically right after our, our call last week, honestly. So, uh, yeah, I think the ACC is looking at it now and seeing how the Big 12 has added schools. And obviously Florida State is, is not happy with their grant of rights uh, right now. So I think the ACC is probably thinking, hey, we can't end up like the Pac-12 right now. We need to be expanding. So, uh, yeah, I know for a fact that they're talking about adding uh, Stanford and Cal. I've heard that they're undecided on those two, though. But uh, SMU has already been reaching out and, and you know, uh, expressing their intent to, to join the conference. And they even said, like, I, I read a report somewhere saying that SMU is willing to, like, not uh, receive any money from the ACC for, like, the first several years. Like, they just want to be in the conference. So uh, that, that says a lot, honestly, when, for SMU to be like, hey, listen, we won't even take any of the money immediately like we'll, we just want to be uh, have a home in one of these conferences so yeah i think the acc definitely is going to be looking at stanford cal smu maybe even more schools to try to avoid uh the fate that pac-12 has been handed over the past couple of weeks you know it's obviously uh geography means nothing now <clears throat> because you know teams from california will be playing teams that reside in new jersey that's just the reality of the situation but you know, somebody I've, I've talked to uh, yesterday told me this, and I want to see if you agree, that they think FSU has burned a lot of bridges in the ACC because of, you know, what they've been saying about, you know, getting out of the league. Have you heard that, and do you agree with that? Yeah, I haven't heard anything about that, but I could certainly see a possibility uh, of that happening because, yeah, like you mentioned, I mean, there were a couple of weeks ago, um, when these these schools met together, I mean, everyone it seemed like on, on Florida State's board came out publicly and was like, "Yeah, we want to get out of here. Like, we we want out." Uh, and, and some high ranking people too. It wasn't just like some low ranking sources at Florida State. Like, it was some some pretty big people at Florida State were saying, "Yeah, we're not happy right now. Like, we want to get out of here." So I wouldn't be I would not be surprised if Florida State uh, is burning bridges right now. And you know, if you think about it, Florida State really is like a major player in this conference and a lot of schools like a Syracuse or a Wake Forest 
they really want to do everything possible to keep Florida State in the ACC. So even if Syracuse and Wake Forest are a little upset with Florida State, they still want to do everything to keep them in the conference because if Florida State leaves, all of a sudden Clemson might start thinking about, hey, we, we should probably get out of here too. Miami might do the same thing. Maybe North Carolina does the same thing too. Maybe uh, Duke basketball tries to look for another home. So, yeah, I, I mean, I could certainly see bridges being burned, but at the same time, I think Florida State is so crucial for the ACC not, you know, completely unraveling. So even if some smaller schools are upset with Florida State for how they've been kind of bad-mouthing the conference recently, I still think they're, they're going to do everything possible to keep them happy because they are uh, probably the biggest player in the conference right now. The start of the season <clears throat> is not that far away now, and the coaches' poll came out. And essentially, Max, Florida got – you know, the, the, after the top 25, they were like 28th. That surprised me a little bit, given some of the dire predictions I've seen for Florida. When you saw that, what what was your reaction, if any? Yeah, so yeah, I, I think Florida, that, that's a good point. I think Florida um, is a team that probably, I probably would have had the same range, honestly. And even EFF's rating system has Florida as the 20th best team in the college football heading into next season. Now, I will say, like, I, I don't completely agree with a lot of the ratings uh, that we have. You know, we, there's, we have Florida State at, like, 14, and I think that they're going to make the college football playoff next year. So uh, I, I don't completely agree with our ratings, but it is interesting to see that Florida is already a top-20 team heading into next year. Uh, obviously, losing Anthony Richardson is a big deal. Graham Mertz has never really looked great at Wisconsin, and now he's the Florida quarterback. So that's going to be interesting. But I do think the running game is going to be really good, obviously, with uh, Montreal Johnson Jr., Trevor Etienne. Uh, the defense has some really, really fantastic players like Prince Uman Mielin and uh, Jason Marshall Jr. So, yeah, I think Florida, honestly, is a better team than, than people think. The only issue is, of course, they play in the SEC, so – uh, they're going to be going up against some really, really good competition, and they might, you know, only win six, seven games because of it. But you know, a, a seven and five team, in the SEC is basically the equivalent of a nine and three team uh, in a lot of other Power Five conferences. So, uh, yeah, I think Florida honestly is getting a little underrated right now. I don't know if I would rank them to start the season, but I can certainly see them being a top, you know, thirty team in college football right now. Uh, I, there's a lot of people, Max, including me, that sees Florida. Uh, with a chance to have a better season with some swing games. I, I threw that as a topic yesterday. And a lot of people think Tennessee is the swing game on Florida's schedule, or perhaps Kentucky is the swing game. Florida did poorly the last couple of years because they lost to teams like Vanderbilt and South Carolina and people like, well, they didn't lose last year then, but you get my point. So if they can win the Kentucky, South Carolina, Vanderbilt, Missouri type games, and then, you know, sneak a win over Tennessee at home that's a possible scenario where they could win eight or nine games. Do you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. I think that Kentucky is certainly a swing game, and the Kentucky is probably right around the range that I put Florida to as maybe a fringe top 20-25 team uh, in college football. You know, Kentucky's got a new quarterback, too. Tennessee, I do think Tennessee is going to be really, really good again next year. Uh, I'd probably say they're a top 10 team, so I don't know if Tennessee will be a game that Florida can realistically win. But, yeah, I mean, the, the big thing is, you know, they went 6-7 and seven last year. Uh, and they lost some some games that, frankly, they, they probably really shouldn't have lost, you know. So, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting next year. They, they lost to Vanderbilt, like you said, last year. Um, and, and every other loss, honestly, besides the Vanderbilt loss, w was pretty respectable. So, uh, still, I, I think Florida has a chance next year to improve that record and not finish uh, with a losing record like they did last year. Max, let me end with two things. Uh, it looks like 
the selection process for the college football playoff will have to be altered considering the what should be or what could be the demise of the Pac-12. Uh, do you see that happening? Yeah, I think you have to. Uh, I really do. You know, because right now you, you look at it, and I think there's like automatic bids for, for every conference. And just, like, you look at the Pac-12, I mean, there's four teams in there right now. And it's Cal, Stanford, Oregon State, and Washington State. Like, that's not really a murderer's row uh, of Pac-12 schools in terms of football programs, at least. And uh, it's a big reason why uh, they're, they don't have a home right now, basically. And they're, and they're frantically searching. Now, I do think Oregon State's a good team, but... Uh, yeah, that's just not a conference that you can consider even close to what the Big 12, ACC, Big 10, SEC are. So um, I, I don't really love the whole uh, automatic uh, qualifiers. I always thought, you know, maybe the, the 12 best teams would just get in. And, and you know, usually you, you would have those automatic qualifiers anyways. Uh, I, I do think a group of five teams should always be in the comfortable playoff no matter what. Uh, in the 12-team system. But, yeah, I think now for sure. I mean, with, with how much realignment has happened and how uncertain every other conference is right now, I mean, you, you really can't just have a set-in-stone plan of, uh, okay, this conference gets this many teams, this conference gets this many, because, frankly, it's not even right now. And the ACC is far – ACC and Big 12 are far away from what the Big 10 and SEC are. So it's pretty unfair to uh, to think, oh, the ACC and the – uh, Big 12 will have as many automatic qualifiers as the SEC and Big 10, which is like that. they're not even close in terms of competition level right now. So, yeah, I, I think they really, really need to change that system before the 12-team playoff gets going next year. Last question for you, Max, and, and I think this is a, <clears throat> a fascinating thing. I, I've seen some people uh, come out and say it or write it that one of the reasons for the demise – of the Pac-12 is that football just doesn't mean as much anymore on the West Coast. It just isn't as important as it once was. And somebody who's my age, you know, can remember, you know, O.J. Simpson and Gary Beban and, you know, all those great teams UCLA, USC had. Do you think there's any merit to that argument that, one of the reasons for the demise is because football just is not as important out there as it used to be. Um, that's a good question. I don't, I don't know if I would agree with that. I know I do think that football is in the West Coast is still big, and you look at it. I mean, the Big Ten was the um, the big reason why the Pac-12 fell apart, and because they saw an opportunity, they saw USC, they saw UCLA as schools they really want, and two schools that are still uh, some of the top programs in the country, and. Obviously, you know, Utah has been a really good program that Big 12 wanted. And then, so it's not like, you know, all these Pac-12 schools are, are not being able to find homes in, in bigger conferences because they are. Um, but also, I think a big reason the Pac-12 fell apart is just the leadership in the Pac-12 was, quite frankly, a joke, honestly. You know, they, they really, really fumbled the bag here. Uh, and all these media negotiations just dragged out way more than they should have. They really handled it horribly in the media, too. So, uh, yeah, I think the leadership uh, is to blame here for the Pac-12 falling apart, not really, you know, people losing interest. Because as you can tell, I mean, every almost every Pac-12 school found a, a bigger and better home in another conference. So uh, I think the Pac-12, you know, instead of placing the blame on the fans, saying, "Oh, it's because you guys don't love us as much anymore," they got to point the finger at themselves and say, "Hey, we really screwed this one up, and this is why one of the most historic conferences in college football is uh, is dead right now." Okay, and as I always do, where can people see your work? 
Absolutely. You can find it uh, at PFF.com. And also, we uh, we got a podcast now called Preferred Walk-On, where I'm interviewing some of the top people in college football, uh, like Caleb Williams and a bunch of other guys, too. So if you want to check it out, Preferred Walk-On anywhere on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast, too. And Max, as as we get uh, closer to the start of the season, hope to have you back. I, I really want to, you know, forget this is a Gator audience, obviously for the most part. Uh, get your thoughts on Florida and then Florida's first opponent, Utah. Uh, we'll do that down the line with you. I hope so. Thanks for coming on today. Of course, thank you so much for having me, Max Chadwick, Pro Football Focus, joining us here. Twelve thirty time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, ninety-eight one FM, eight fifty AM, WRUF. Cloaked in orange and blue and fortified on the campus of the University of Florida. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Dave Ray's Automotive, we get the bugs out of your car. Oh yeah, you can feel it. The hot Florida summer's upon us. And where do you feel it the worst? Well, in your vehicle, of course, unless you can reach over and dial in an icy blast of AC. If the air conditioning in your car isn't keeping you cool, take a ride and visit my friends at Dave Mays Automotive. And of course, AC isn't all they do. They can take care of your whole car, from brakes, tires, even engines and transmission work. And my favorite part is their honesty and work ethic. After all, there's a reason they've been in business since 1975. Take it from me, Steve Russell, there's no place else I trust my vehicle to. Located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive and online at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, they get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. Mike Lester is the founder of Talon Wealth. I can't believe how much attention Talon's advertising has been receiving. All I said was, I wouldn't sell my mother an annuity, and nobody should sell you an annuity either. So here's the thing. I was a very successful annuity salesperson back in the day, but I evolved as a financial advisor, as a fiduciary. I just don't know how, as a fiduciary, you can promote products that pay you a commission before your clients make a dime. So all of you out there pushing and selling annuities to your clients, explain to them who's paying for your radio advertisements, who's producing your radio show. After you answer those questions, then explain to me why I wouldn't sell my mother an annuity. That's all there is to it. Mike, you pay for all of our advertising. I produce our radio stuff and I work for Talon Wealth. That's right, Christian. We don't have to sell annuities to provide income to people in retirement. More at guardingyournestegg.com. Advisory services through Talent Private Wealth and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Florida License D056341. What is ClearSound Audiology, and how can they help you? Well, simply put, ClearSound Audiology focuses on enhancing your life by addressing hearing loss. Whether it's affecting you or a loved one, don't miss what you haven't been hearing. There's absolutely no obligation with the two-week trial period. Try your hearing aids before you buy them. All UF and Santa Fe students and employees save 10%, or mention ESPN for 10% savings as well. Visit us online at clearsoundaudiology.com or in person in our Gainesville or Lake City offices. ClearSound Audiology, where your hearing aid comes with a doctor. Have you lost Florida Medicaid? At healthcare.gov, you can find a low-cost, quality health plan. Do plans cover doctor visits? What about emergency care? And prescriptions? All covered and more. Plus, with the new law, four out of five customers can find a plan for $10 or less per month with financial help. Healthcare.gov is here for you. Enroll today for coverage starting the first of next month. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. 
severe weather hits Gainesville. WRUF's Hurricane Storm Center is there for you. For the latest information regarding severe tropical weather, listen live, online, or on the WRUF radio app. For a complete rundown of hurricane emergency services and pre-storm preparedness, check out the WRUF Storm Center at WRUF.com. A courtesy of Caribbean Electric, Conrad Tree Service, and Radiant Credit Union. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. An excessive heat warning is in effect for our area again today. Mostly sunny skies, highs in the upper 90s. Heat indices ranging between 105 and over 110. We do have a slight chance of getting cooled off by a passing shower this evening. Better chances going to be toward the Atlantic coast. Overnight tonight, partly cloudy skies. Lows tomorrow morning again. Very mild, only dropping into the upper 70s. From the UF Weather Center, I'm Megan Borowski. Blue 42! Blue 42! The Gators, the Utes, kickoff is less than four weeks away. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. For the second time in 100 years of football at the University of Florida, the Gators celebrate as national champions. The home of the Florida Gators. The Dan Patrick Show, weekday mornings at 9, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. This is EJ Jarvis, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. The kickoff to the college football season, 17 days away. That's it. But you know what? You know what the ESPN game is that night? UMass and New Mexico State. Yeah. we got to broadcast something, right? But that's going to be the game. The next game on ESPN will be Thursday, the 31st. That will be Florida-Utah. Should be a better matchup. 392-8255, you can email srussell at wruf.com. Tony is with us now. What's up, Tony? Hey, Steve, what's up, man? I got the Minutemen in that one, man. How about that, the Minutemen? The Minutemen will maybe win uh, in, uh, in Aggie land. We'll see. <laughs> hey, Steve, oh, hey. You know, great interview there. Interesting. He has uh, mentioned there that, that he has Florida State. Going to the college football playoff, he kind of uh, mentioned that in there. You know, Florida State, Steve, a little interesting tidbit on them. 18 of their projected starters are transfers. Yep. 18 of their 22 projected starters. That's just bonkers, man. Um, so that'll be interesting to, to see how that plays out in the long run. I think they'll have a window this year, but in the long run, I think that program's built on quicksand, man. Um, so we'll see. Well, that's, that's why it's going to be interesting, Tony, and I think your point is valid because, I mean, look, can you do the same thing every year? I guess in theory you can, but it's difficult to do to get that type of player in there, and it does create a small window. So if, 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 if you're going to go that way and you get this group, you better make hay with it. So we'll see if they do. I, I, I agree with your point. Exactly. Yeah, it's like a sugar high. Hey, Steve-O, um, 
in before uh, Tennessee Mike calls you about Hard Knocks. Did you watch it yesterday? No, I have not watched. I, I, I take that back. I watched probably 10 minutes of it. All right. Um, a couple things. Uh, observations from it real quick. First of all, I did not know that former Gator Marquand Manuel is the safeties coach. I thought that was pretty cool. And uh, from all accounts, it looks like Trey Dean's having a heck of a preseason camp, and he's got an outside shot of making that team. So having a couple of Gators there in the safety room is pretty cool. Yeah, and, I didn't uh, know Manuel okay. was there. He, I knew he was coaching in the NFL, but I didn't know he was there. That's interesting. Okay. Yep, he's a safeties coach. And um, very impressive couple things, man. Zach Wilson, the, the humility that he showed after being humbled from the last couple of years, man, is very impressive. I'm really rooting for him, and I'm equally impressed with Aaron Rodgers, man. He, as far as taking Zach under his wing, he's kind of mentoring him. He's, uh, you can really see him coaching him up. And I tell you what, man, if Aaron Rodgers gives us a couple of years, and then he leaves us with about eight more years of a Zach Wilson quarterback tenure, um, I think he sees it as like his lasting legacy. Steve. What do you think about that, man? I mean, that'll be a slam dunk, don't you think? Yes. Um... And I got to tell you, I'm still not totally sold on Zach Wilson. I think if you listen to this show, you know when he was drafted, I was not sold on him. You know, being being picked where he was selected, and then you know not taking responsibility for what he did didn't endear him to the locker room. So having somebody like Aaron Rodgers there uh, to help in that. And to help with X's and O's, we've already seen when Wilson was in there what Rodgers saw and helped Wilson. I just hope he's a sponge and he learns okay. not just the football stuff, but you know what it takes to lead, what it takes to you know help a team win, all the little things. That I hope is what he gets out of this to help the Jets go forward. Definitely, yeah. What it takes to be a pro, basically. I agree with you 100%. Steve, and I'll leave you on this one. Um, you're going to talk about Utah here later on in the week with their uh, broadcaster and stuff. Um, I think, I'm pretty sure that they're starting a brand-new left tackle, which might be very interesting because even if their quarterback plays, you got to expect he's not going to be, obviously, 100%. Uh, you know, movement in the pocket is part of his game, and that might play a big role with with a new starting. So maybe you can inquire on uh, that, Steve-O. All right, buddy. Thanks okay. a lot, man. Tony, thank you. Appreciate your call. 392-8255. Email srussell at wruf.com. Mark says, free agents. Not sure if you noticed this, but on Monday, Nippy referred to the true freshmen as free agents when talking about the importance of getting as many of them enrolled early in January as possible so they can contribute in the fall. Never thought I'd hear a college coach use that label in the world we live in today with the portal i guess they kind of are free agents your thoughts uh my thoughts i'm trying to think of the right way to say this he's spot on that's what they are i mean look in the old days everybody was technically a free agent. You could transfer, but now, because of the way the transfer portal is and the way transfer rules have been uh, relaxed, you are a potential, potential free agent. And and it is an interesting way 
to view it, no question. Andrew says, why does ESPN, CBS, Fox throw tons of dollars at football, but no money for the West Coast? Never understood why it's not on TV at night. It's because there's less viewership at night. If you live on the East Coast, okay, and a game starts at 10.30, which is 7.30 on the West Coast, which is not bad, but it's on the East Coast, you're going to stay up for that? That's part of the reason. Uh, not even streaming companies seem eager to throw dollars at the West Coast. Is it not popular enough? That's I just explained. I just explained. And that certainly helped with the demise of the league. They, the viewership habits are changing because of technology. And I certainly understood the Apple approach to things, but it was clear that television and the revenue from television contracts was the thing that doomed the Pac-12 here. It doomed it because they didn't have that component. If they'd have had that with an Apple subscription thing, maybe, but without it, nope, wasn't going to happen. 12.43, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery. Yesterday, uh, there was made mention about Cam Rising's injury, the Utah quarterback, and a guy who's seen a few injuries in his day, the former team physician for the Gators, Dr. Pete Delicato, will join us next to talk about that. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Max Bernstein. The Tampa Bay Rays are set to host the St. Louis Cardinals tonight for Game 2 of their three-game series. Tampa is coming off a 4-2 win last night and are now just two games back of the Baltimore Orioles in the AL East. Catch coverage here tonight at 6. Staying in baseball, the Miami Marlins game against the Cincinnati Reds is currently in a rain delay and is now set to begin at 1-10. Former Red Johnny Cueto gets the call for the Marlins today. And in football, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will get their first taste of preseason action as they'll host the Pittsburgh Steelers on Friday night. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Max Bernstein. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Friends, if you don't already know about the fantastic work being done at the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka, give me your attention for just a second. That work, good as it is, needs your help because they subsist through your donations of unused or unwanted vehicles of just about any kind. So I urge you, if you have a vehicle like this, please consider a donation to the Road Heaver Boys Ranch. It is a tax-deductible donation. And here's how this works. They help boys from troubled backgrounds, at-risk homes, they take these vehicles and those kids fix them, repair them, and then resell them. They do learn real-life skills. So troubled lives turn into futures with promise because you are helping them with these donations of your vehicles. To find out more, you can Google Boys Ranch Palatka or simply go to rbr.org. That's rbr.org.
powerful way with all-natural advanced regenerative medicine. They're helping people here every day with these amazing natural treatments that restore and repair damaged joint tissue. It's like turning back the clock. Regenerative medicine uses concentrated healing agents from your own body to stimulate that damaged tissue in your joints so they can work like they're supposed to, and there's zero downtime. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in this exciting medical breakthrough. Patients here are getting real lasting relief and are saying no to surgery and drugs. If you have pain due to injury or arthritis, this is a remarkable option you need to check out. And the consultation is free. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550, 352-400-4550, QC Kinetics. What is ClearSound Audiology, and how can they help you? Well, simply put, ClearSound Audiology focuses on enhancing your life by addressing hearing loss. Whether it's affecting you or a loved one, don't miss what you haven't been hearing. There's absolutely no obligation with the two-week trial period. Try your hearing aids before you buy them. All UF and Santa Fe students and employees save 10%, or mention ESPN for 10% savings as well. Visit us online at clearsoundaudiology.com or in person in our Gainesville or Lake City offices. ClearSound Audiology, where your hearing aid comes with a doctor. 180! What's that? Jack Youngblood. Play action fake to Williams. Under a rush, and Jack Youngblood has him and brings him down. Wilbur Marshall. the next chapter on the history of domination in the swamp. Gainers football returns to Ben Hill Griffin Stadium this September. Right here on your home for the 15-time SEC East champion Florida Gators. Got a man open down the sideline, headed for the end zone. That is 98 yards. A gutsy play call by the Gators. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM. WRUF, your home for Gators football. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. It's the Dean of Sports Talk in Gainesville, Steve Russell. On ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM, WRUF. Well, my next guest and I go back a long time. Uh, he was the long-time uh, team physician for the Florida Gators. Dr. Pete Delicato now joins us. As I mentioned yesterday when Pete was going to come on, he has seen a torn ACL or two in his time as the Gator team physician. So who better to talk about this with Cam Rising's situation at Utah, the quarterback there, than Pete. How are you, Pete? I'm good, Steve. How are you? I'm great. Appreciate you doing this, my friend. Um, okay, yesterday, you know, somebody called and just said, you know, could this be a factor? With He's still not 100%, obviously. He is practicing. You know, he is limited. But – from a not just a physical standpoint, do you think there's something to be said for what a player goes through psychologically when they first come back from an injury like this? Yeah, absolutely. There has been a significant amount of, uh, of scientific data showing that the psychological effect of 
uh, full recovery following an ACL injury is, is a significant uh, factor or variable in how well the athlete performs, uh, certainly his first year back. Um, how do you combat that? I mean, I guess you have to maybe step on the field and play, but is there a way, you know, how do you, how do you help the athlete go through that? Yeah, well, actually, uh, it, the, the biggest reason, about 25% of uh, athletes following an ACL reconstruction never come back and even play again, not because their knee isn't doing well, it's because of the fear of, fear of injury, a fear of re-injury. And, and athletes have sometimes more of a problem getting over that than the actual physical uh, rehabilitation that goes along with an ACL reconstruction. There, there's actually a test that is, is very reproducible where you can test somebody's fear of re-injury. And uh, that test is becoming more and more uh, uh, in play when somebody uh, not only uh, uh, tears their ACL, but some some institutions are actually giving those tests uh, of fear of fear of sudden motion, fear of sudden change in direction, even before the injury occurs. So they have a baseline as to what needs to happen from a, from a, a mental standpoint before somebody really is as good as they're going to get uh, following the surgery. Hmm. Um, I, I mentioned this the other day, you know, going way back to Gail Sayers, you know, who had those terrible knee injuries and it, it just ended his career really prematurely. And if you really hurt your knee back in the day, there was a good chance you weren't going to play football again. But so much advancement has been made, has it not, Pete, in terms of, you know, handling the injury, rehabbing all of that. Can you go into that a little bit? Yeah, uh, sh- sure. You're absolutely right. The, 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 there have been significant advancements in not only uh, recognizing the injury for what it is, but also identifying any coexisting structures that could be torn in addition to the ACL. Uh, and then now on top of that, the actual technique for uh, reconstructing the ligament is a lot more based on on good mechanical science uh, today than what it was even 12, 15 years ago. Uh, with all of the technology and the advancements and you know the great shape athletes are in today, uh, you still see this you know happening a bit. Is this just one of those you know occupational hazards where things like this can take place? In a certain degree. Yes, I mean it's a uh, it's a it's a injury that we still haven't gotten a grip on how to have, prevent it uh, completely, especially the non-contact injuries where you see the athlete plant a foot and and suddenly cut and change direction and all of a sudden go down with nobody nobody hits them nobody's within five yards of them those non-contact ACL injuries, uh, there's still a lot of, of uh, uh, science that needs to be uh, performed in order to uh, get a better grip as to why it's happening. Uh, Pete, let me ask this. I guess it really is up to, not up to, but 
the individual athlete, the individual injury. I mean, there's no, I mean, you can certainly treat this, but isn't every case sort of different in, in, in how this thing works? Uh, in certain respects, it is. Uh, but in a lot of respects, uh, it's it, there's so much repetition. Uh, you know, there, there, there's maybe a, a couple of thousand, more than a couple of thousand ACL injuries that occur in, in regards to athletics every year, just with football or soccer alone. So, uh, yeah, when when the actual injury occurs, you have to you have to uh, you have to identify that it's occurring in somebody that's got that that's got some uniqueness to them, and I think that's where the art of being a, a team physician comes in because not although the 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 problem the torn ACL is the torn ACL how how it occurs and who it occurs in is uh, very individualized, so it should be. Let me end with this. Um, what was the best part? I mean, look, nobody wants to see a kid get hurt, but I would imagine, Pete, that it, it must have been, you know, in your position as the team physician, to, to watch a kid go through rehab, to watch a kid you know, do what he's supposed to or she's supposed to do, and then recover. I would imagine that must be a pretty cool thing to see when that takes place. Without question. Without question, that's exactly the, the, the crown jewel of, of, of what your job is as a team physician, is to get somebody uh, back out there uh, competing and doing what they enjoy doing. Last question. Um, I don't want to uh, names or specifics here, but, you know, back in the day you got hurt, you know, throw some water on it, you know, go on the field kind of thing. Um, <laughs> right. Right. Do you remember that? Uh, oh, yeah. A lot's happened since then, obviously. Um, is this technology, is this, you know, learning about injury, that, that, that's an ongoing problem. That, that's never really going to stop in terms of learning and preventing and how to do these things. Am I correct in that? It better not stop. I mean, we have a, we've come a long way, but as somebody said, we didn't come this far just to come this far. There's, <laughs> yeah. still, there's still a lot. There's still a lot. That needs to be done, and and there's some great uh, 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 research being done in this, uh, not only in this country but all over the world, because it is such a pervasive injury. Uh, you know what? 20 years ago, when you said an ACL injury, nobody knew what that was. Now it's now it's common common knowledge what that is. Yeah. Well, Pete, I, if, if anybody was going to tell folks about this kind of thing, it would be you. I always appreciate you. Good to talk to you again. Hope you're well, and thanks for taking time to join the show. My pleasure, Steve. Thank you. Got you, it, Pete. Thank you. Good dude. Dr. Pete Delicato, former longtime Gator team physician. And, uh, you know, if you are a regular listener of Sports Scene, um, back in the day, Pete came on and actually did an injury segment with me um, because fans wanted to know about, hey, how do you operate? What do you do? What's the rehab? What? It's a fascinating uh, subject. And, uh, the the cool thing about it, I guess, is, uh, as he said, as much uh, progress has been made, they're still learning every day, and that's pretty cool. Aaron Murray is going to join us at the top of the hour to talk a little college football uh, with us, and uh, I'm going to get a quick email here 
from Matt. He says, what team do you think will benefit most from the conference realignment? What teams do you think will take a hit from it? Uh, well, we already know that. I mean, the Pac-12 has taken an absolutely huge hit. Some are recovering from it, but the schools that didn't find a home, at least yet, I mean, again, again, think of Stanford. Think of the academic reputation of that school. Remember, the athletic director at that school went to Buholtz High School here. I mean, you know, Bernard's been there for a long time. A terrific program academically uh, and from a sports standpoint. And look, they're searching for a home. That's, that's who takes the hit. And the unintended consequence, Matthew asks, it's to the students. It's to the athletes, right? How will their rest be affected? How will class be affected when you have to travel across the country to play? How will the travel be done? For example, if, if you're playing, you know, Texas and Oklahoma and your volleyball, do you go to the make that trip at one time? Do you play Texas on this day and Oklahoma on this day to make it more or less, you know, one long trip? So that's the other thing. How is how are these leagues going to schedule to hopefully uh, make the travel not as burdensome to the athletes and to the coaches and everybody else that's involved? And I think you know, people, fans, me, you know, I forget that, but I've been on these trips. I know they can be long and they can be tedious and. As I said yesterday, oh, by the way, go to class when you get back at some ungodly hour. Not the easiest thing. Hour two of Sports Scene coming up. Hope you'll stay with us. You're listening to ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. WGU251CG Gainesville from the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios. We are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. What is ClearSound Audiology, and how can they help you? Well, simply put, ClearSound Audiology focuses on enhancing your life by addressing hearing loss. Whether it's affecting you or a loved one, don't miss what you haven't been hearing. There's absolutely no obligation with the two-week trial period. Try your hearing aids before you buy them. All UF and Santa Fe students and employees save 10% or mention ESPN for 10% savings as well. Visit us online at clearsoundaudiology.com or in person in our Gainesville or Lake City offices. ClearSound Audiology, where your hearing aid comes with a doctor. The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing and always need to stick your fingers to test your blood sugar. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. Apply a discrete sensor on your body and it continuously monitors your glucose levels, helping you spend more time in range and freeing you from painful finger sticks. If you are living with type 1 or type 2 diabetes and you administer insulin three or more times per day or use an insulin pump, you might be eligible for a CGM through your insurance benefits. U.S. Med partners with over 500 private insurance companies and Medicare. We offer free shipping, 90-day supplies, and we bill your insurance. Call us today for a free benefits check. 800-513-1652. 
That's 800-513-1652. We are going to Dublin at the end of August. I got to work on my Irish accent. Seton has been giving us a tutorial on our Irish accent. That's right, Dan. (laughs) This is going to be my new accent. Seems a little over the top. You know what's subtle is Keeper's Heart, the world's first Irish and American whiskey brought together. Kind of like us going to Ireland. It's smoother no. than the other side of a spoon, Dan! It's so good. In fact, their 10-year-old whiskey was recently named world's best Irish whiskey by the Tasting Alliance. Based on the awards, it continues to bring home. It's unlike anything else the world has ever tasted before. It's the best possible way. Keeper's Heart brings the boldness of American whiskey and the smoothness of Irish whiskey to create a new experience worthy of the record books. Ah. Uh, you can't spell Messiah without Messy Dan! This is the Messy of Irish whiskey! Once again, it's Keeper's Heart. Drink responsibly. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome into Hour 2 of Sports Scene. For this Wednesday, Ailey is our producer today. We thank him for his work. We thank you for making time out of your busy day to join us and talk sports here. Uh, Later in the week... We'll hear from Utah's play-by-play voice as the Gators get set to face Utah in a little over two weeks in a rematch of last year, although this time the game is at Utah. Uh, Right now, though, going to bring in uh, a name familiar to Gator fans because he obviously quarterbacked at Georgia. He now is ESPN college football analyst Aaron Murray joins us on the program. Aaron, good to have you, man. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, thanks for having me on today. Um, You know, it's interesting to me uh, when you look at all this expansion stuff and, you know, you played at the college level, what seeing all of this head spinning stuff happening so quickly, what are your thoughts about all this? Uh, my, my initial thoughts are I wish we could uh, speed it up even more as we get ready for kind of what college football is going to look like come next season in the sense of, you know, I, I don't know if the ACC is going to survive. You know, we've heard discussions this week of, you know, do they go and, and look for additions maybe on the West Coast? I just don't know if that makes much sense for, for them. Obviously, we've seen Florida State very disgruntled with the money difference that, that schools in the ACC are getting compared to the SEC, compared to the Big Ten. So, you know, I would just kind of want to know, like, hey, you know, if, if – can we find a way just to make whatever's going to happen happen for next year? You know, if, if we're going to have two mega conferences, can we just get to that point? So, um, listen, I, I, I get the, the, you know, certain fans are scruntled because of, you know, conferences being almost eliminated in the Pac-12, uh, conferences changing, rivalries being lost, this, that, and the other. I'm excited for it, man. I think college football is, is now more than ever more exciting because of all the new rule changes and all the, the, the changing landscape. I think it's in the new cycle, 24-7, 365, which for, for us is great as, as people that broadcast it and talk about it for a living. But I also think for fans, um, they're going to get to enjoy better games week in and week out. I think to me, that's the most important thing. I mean, how many times you know, on a, on a Saturday morning do we look at the slate of games on a Saturday and say, man, there's only like three really good games or you know, whatever it is. Now all of a sudden you're going to see that double, triple because of – you know these 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 new um, 
conferences that are being put together and the games that we're going to be able to see week in and week out, I think are going to make fans really happy when they wake up, like I said, on a Saturday morning and look at their slate of games from noon till, you know, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night. You know, when I saw the coaches poll come out and essentially Florida was 28th, they were, they got votes. Um, Given some of the people who are predicting six wins, seven wins, that surprised me a little bit. As you look at Florida, Aaron, second year under Coach Napier, what do you see? Um, I, I still see rebuilding. And, you know, I, I know it, it has to be frustrating for a program like Florida. Listen, I grew up in, in the state of Florida. I went to a lot of Florida games. I know the tradition. I know the expectations there, uh, just like the majority of top-end SEC teams. It, it's Six and six is not good enough, but – I think where where they are right now, you know, you got Billy Napier for a reason. You got him because he's a, a hell of a recruiter, and and now that he has the resources, you're kind of seeing him go out there and and, and do that on the recruiting trail. So, uh, it, the SEC East is is not very strong this this season. It's not bad, but it's also not great. I mean, the SEC West is, is far superior on that side, but Kentucky's still a good football team. Obviously, Tennessee looks to to continue the success they had last year. Georgia's the king of the mountain. Um, you know, it, South Carolina with Spencer Rattler in his last year, so it's going to be a tough slate. And obviously, I just heard before I jumped on, you know, the, you guys know, are going to have someone from Utah talking. You start the season with Utah. Um, you know, we'll see if Cam Rising is healthy or not, coming off his ACL injury, if he's going to be able to play or not. But that's still going to be a very tough, hard nosed football game to to start the year for Florida. So. The schedule does them no favors at all with with who they play, you know, especially finishing the season off at LSU, at Missouri. And then I think Florida State is is going to be the team to to beat in the in the ACC. You know, I have them as actually winning that conference this year. So I think if you get to six and six, that's a heck of a season with 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 kind of the schedule and 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 the, the games that are on the road this year. And like I alluded to, just how good the Seminoles are. So I would just say this to Florida fans, man, just just be patient. Uh, Billy's a he's, he's a really good coach. He's a really good recruiter. Uh, as we know, the name of the game is about you know the the players, and he's bringing them in right now. Uh, I saw on Twitter where you, if, if I'm wrong, tell me. But A uh, and M will be the biggest mover upper, as you put it. Tell me why. Yeah, I, I'm I'm big on Texas football this year for some reason. I, I like Texas <laughs> University of Texas, and I like Texas A&M too. You know, uh, a couple of my co-hosts on my other on uh, some other shows or gave me crap about it saying, don't, don't fall into that Texas trap, but uh, it's just not, it's hard not to, you know, just like I alluded to with players, they have players. And I think for A&M, the biggest thing for them has been, you know, just evolving as an offense. And I remember talking to coach Rick about this, actually David Green, who was a former quarterback at Georgia in the early 2000s about, cause I always thought Bobo, Mike Bobo was the offensive coordinator for Greeny. And Greeny told me this a few months ago that it was actually coach Rick who was the OC and head coach. And then when Shockley became quarterback, he kind of gave the reins over to Bobo. And I asked Coach Rick about why he did that. And, you know, he's like, man, the responsibilities of a head coach are just too much. It's hard for me to evolve my offense in the offseason when I'm recruiting, when I'm going to donor dinners, when I'm doing this and this and pulled in a million directions. I need to hand the ball or hand it over to someone who could just focus solely on the offense and play calling and evolving and staying up with the trends. And, you know, I think for Jimbo, uh, we saw an offense that has been very stagnant, an offense that is, does not look innovative at all. And, and it's and nothing to do with the players. They've had good players. I do think they're, they've, they've improved the quarterback position from what they've had for the past couple of years. But 
they got an OC now. It looks like he's going to kind of step aside and, and, and let Petrino call the plays. So I think you'll, you'll see a, a, an offense that is, is more of what you should expect in 2023. I like Connor Wegman at quarterback. I think he's going to have a, a, a pretty darn good year. They got a ton of skill around him from Anaya Smith and Evan Stewart, uh, talented offensive line, and the majority of the defense back from last season. So, And let's not forget, they beat Alabama two years ago. They were knocking on the door to beat Alabama last year. They beat the brakes off LSU. So they have shown over the past two seasons, they have the players to beat the best of the best in the SEC West. Aaron Mur- can you be oh, consistent sorry. with it? Aaron Murray is joining us here, uh, ESPN College Football Analyst, uh, Sirius XM as well. Aaron, let me ask about Georgia, obviously. Um, they're trying to do something only one other team, Minnesota back you know, World War II, has done in three-peating. You know Kirby Smart. They still have a lot of talent there, a new offensive coordinator. Uh, What do you see with Georgia and their attempt to do that? It looks pretty easy. Uh, That's what everyone's saying, I guess, that that it's going to be just a cupcake schedule. Listen, is is the schedule scary? No. No. is it is it easy? I wouldn't say it's easy. It's it's still it's a still good schedule. You know, like I said earlier, the SEC East, why it may not be the SEC West this year when it comes to top to bottom challenges, it's still a good league with good players. You know, South Carolina is going to be a good football team. Uh, Kentucky is going to be a good football team. You know, you guys obviously have talent there. We'll see what we look your year two looks like. Uh, I think Ole Miss is going to be a really really good football team. Tennessee at the end of the season is going to be a tough challenge there at Neyland. So. You know, should they win every game? Yeah, they're they're more talented. They have the better they have the better coaching staff. They have the better players. Um, there's no reason why Georgia should not be back in the playoffs when it's all said and done. You know, I I think Carson is going to be a special quarterback. I've been hiring him for a couple of years now. I think he has all the talent in the world. But the great thing about Stetson Bennett was in crunch time and in, in, in the biggest games, Stetson played his best. Stetson's put the team on his back. And it's not always about how hard you throw or how good your footwork is or how fast you are. It's about can you handle the spotlight? Can you handle the big-time games? And Georgia's going to be in big-time games, especially, like I said, they're going to be most likely in Atlanta. They're they're really good shot of being in the playoffs. So, to me, it's going to come down to can Carson Beck, who is more talented than Stetson Bennett, but can he show that talent on the big stage? That's going to be the question they're going to have to face this year. Let me end with this, Aaron. I, I would imagine if if the Pac-12 is done, um, the college football playoff is going to have to reorganize how it puts teams into the playoff. I mean, that that's almost a sure thing to happen, is it not? Mm-hmm. Oh, it has to be. It has to be. I mean, you, obviously you're losing. Uh, who knows what's going to happen with them? You know, do they – do something with the Mountain West out there? Do they merge? Do they, do they just leave and, and join the Mountain West, whatever it may be? So, um, yeah, I think you're going to have to. And I think Sankey said this. I think Sankey was on Fineball yesterday talking a little about this as well. You have to, to realign it and, and, and make sure that you're putting the, the best teams in, in situations to compete for a championship. I mean, it's good for the teams. It's good for the fan bases. It's good for college football. You know, the last thing that I want is just automatic bids in there that that aren't deserved i want the best of the best in there if that means it's five big 10 teams and five sec teams then then so be it you know that's fine with me i just want to see the best teams be given opportunity to go out there and compete for a national championship so yeah i think 
based on on you know, essentially the, the the death of the Pac-12, they will be going back once this initial contract's over with with the playoffs and and reassessing what they need to do going forward. Well, Aaron, it's uh, good to have you here. I appreciate it. By the way, I loved what you said, and we'll do it another time, uh, where you said that uh, the top three athletes would have thrived in in the NIL rules. Tim Tebow being one of them. I could certainly that. We'll, we'll delve into that maybe another time, but. Um, that would have yeah. been interesting, huh? Well, I remember I was on a visit to Florida, and, and Tebow's dad was there, and we were talking, and Tebow's dad kind of alluded to my dad just of, of talking about the money and this and the other, of how many 15 jerseys had been sold. And I forgot the exact number, but he said this X amount had been sold and have generated X amount of dollars. And my dad and I just kind of like dropped our jaw. Like the university has made that much money off Tim, and 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 Tim has not been able to make a single single cent off of it. Yeah, that those those times are now changed for sure. Aaron, we'll get you mm-hmm. back as the season progresses. I always appreciate you taking time. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. You got it, Aaron Murray, uh, ESPN college football analyst, joining us on Sports Scene. One fourteen time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. The rest of the day, it's us. So call us, talk some sports, whatever on your mind. Want to hear from you? ESPN ninety eight one FM eight fifty AM WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN ninety eight one FM eight fifty AM WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Matt Maddox. The Tampa Bay Rays take on the St. Louis Cardinals tonight in the second game of the series. The Rays got off to a good start last night after winning the game 4-2. Rays pitcher Jalen Beeks will be getting the start, and you can catch the coverage right here at 6 p.m. Former Gator tennis star Ben Shelton will be playing in the Canadian Open tonight at 7 against Carlos Alcarez. Shelton won two sets yesterday and hopes to keep the momentum going against the world number one. NFL season is starting to ramp up, and preseason games are here. Buccaneers will be taking on the Steelers Friday night at 7 p.m. with Baker Mayfield getting the start as quarterback. That's your Gator Sports Center. I'm Matt Maddox. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. What is ClearSound Audiology, and how can they help you? Well, simply put, ClearSound Audiology focuses on enhancing your life by addressing hearing loss, whether it's affecting you or a loved one. Don't miss what you haven't been hearing. There's absolutely no obligation with the two-week trial period. Try your hearing aids before you buy them. All UF and Santa Fe students and employees save 10%, or mention ESPN for 10% savings as well. Visit us online at clearsoundaudiology.com or in person in our Gainesville or Lake City offices. ClearSound Audiology, where your hearing aid comes with a doctor. Ah, the good life. You deserve it. The pros at Electronics World can help you enjoy the good life at home in comfort with premium video and audio components from the best in the business. Sony, Yamaha, Marantz, Bryston, Rotel, Bowers & Wilkins, Kef, Martin Logan, and more. Whether it's a two-channel stereo system, outdoor entertainment, or a home theater room with surround sound, EW has what you need to enjoy the good life. Visit our showroom in Gainesville or online at electronicsworld.net. New sneakers, fresh backpack, three spiral-bound notebooks, check, 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 and the feeling of knowing you're ready to take on the challenge. I got this. Now that's empowering. Let Radiant Credit Union empower you with 5,000 bonus points when you spend $100 during the first 45 days of opening a credit card with us. But hurry, this offer ends August 31st. Visit radiantcu.org empowering to get started. Federally insured by NCUA.
Everybody knows that Melden Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators. But since they opened their doors in 1971, they have been the community partner of Gainesville, Ocala, and North Central Florida. Melden Law is there through all kinds of weather, with offices in Gainesville, Lake City, and Ocala. Melden Law, we won't back down. Hey, it's Steve Russell for Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. It's Key Lime Shake Season. Try one right now. And try the Herb Chicken Burger, the house-made veggie burger, and my favorite, a Florida-raised beef original Big Dick with hot fries. Open seven days a week. Worthwhile, wholesome, fast food. Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. You know, over 25 years plus now of doing this, this is the hardest time because football's just this close but not quite there yet. And once that train starts, well, it, it, it rolls pretty good. We're getting closer, and that's certainly a good thing. Let's take some calls, 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf. Dot com. Adam's up. Adam, hello. Hey, Steve. Uh, appreciate your show, man. Um, do a great job as always, and your producers as well in the studio. We appreciate you guys. Uh, so, um, I got an NFL question here, real quick. Okay. Um, uh, my teams are Pittsburgh Steelers. That's my heart. That's my heart. I love those guys. I've always been with them. Uh, the franchise is incredible. But they're playing Tampa on Monday night. And I'm hearing a little bit of noise about uh, main man Kyle Trask. Who you got starting for Tampa on uh, Monday night? It's it's I believe it's this weekend, isn't it? I thought it was Monday night. No, I, I, I think they play Friday. I'm almost sure of that. Um, okay. Yeah, they do. They play Friday, um, and yeah, they, I do, they do play Pittsburgh. Um, right. I, I think Mayfield will start. Ugh. But th- that doesn't mean anything. Because if you believe what you hear out of camp, uh, Mayfield struggled. Uh, But I just don't understand, and I've tried to get Jenna Lane on, who covers the Bucs. She's been with us before, but I just can't get her. Um, Because there just seems to be a reluctance to hand the keys to the kingdom to Trask. And and I keep saying this. You, You thought enough. Let's take his name out of it. You thought enough of that quarterback to pick him with the first pick of the second round. So he was almost a late first-round pick. And yet you seem – now, does that mean anything? No. You can be picked and you can go to the NFL and you maybe don't pan out. Maybe you're not what they thought you were going to be. But if I'm Tampa, you still have to put the best guy in there. If that's Baker Mayfield, that's who it is. But I think you have to give him – at least a, a chance to earn the job, and I think they're going to do that. Well, let me let me float something to you real quick that that just popped into my brain the other night. Um, you know, Baker Mayfield, 
Everybody knows that name. Baker Mayfield. You know what I mean? Like, do you think that has anything to do, like, kind of like a, a publicity kind of thing? Like, okay, that'll draw the eyes. That'll draw the, the, you know, the views on TV, whatnot. Do you think, just real quick, do you think that might have anything to do with it? I mean, who knows Kyle Trask except for Florida Gator fans? No. And if a franchise does that, um, I was just told uh, to illustrate my point. Uh, Mayfield's going to start, and then Trask will start the next week. So they are going to give him a shot. Um, okay. Again, that's against the Jets, by the way. Um, so he's not – and then Todd Bowles, the coach, isn't going to name a quarterback till week three at the earliest. And he said, don't read right. anything into, into you know Mayfield getting the start before Trask. But do I think his yeah. name means something? No. I, I think if you're a franchise of any kind, Adam, and you're going on name – recognition uh you're making a big mistake you've got to go with the person that you feel gives you the best chance in your organization to win that's i think the bottom line yeah it was kind of a kind of a silly uh thought i was just wondering you know uh, you know all this tv money being thrown around everything so moving on to the gators my man um in your opinion what room what room is competitive to be like say like top three in the sec like is it the running back room is it the db room is it the linebacker room is it offensive line for the florida gators what what i mean could be the quarterback room with max brown coming on running in back your room. opinion running back room hands down hands down bubba i totally agree with you and and that goes hand in hand with this offensive line so really praying that this uh that this offensive line uh avoids injuries man with I, I think we're going to be dynamic. Thanks. Go Gators. Okay. Appreciate you, Steve. Uh, yep. Thank you, Adam. Three nine two eight two five five. You can email us, Russell, at WRUF.com. Uh, oh, boy. I, I, don't, I don't have a name here. Um, it says, please explain the transfer portal, especially as far as face-to-face before the transfer. Physical, tryout, et cetera, just not film. I'm not quite sure what you're looking for there. Um, send me another email, perhaps, and tell me more specifically what you're looking for. Um, but remember, the transfer portal is initiated by the athlete, not the coach or the team, right? I've said this for years. Most of the time, most of the time, players transfer because they're not playing where they are. Now, the way it is today, there are kids who are playing at their school, uh, but they want to go to a better school, with maybe a chance to win a championship or things like that. So that's another reason why. Uh, but there's no tryout. Um, so you... You put your name on the portal. They evaluate you. They look at tape, uh, all that, and then the process begins. I hope that helps. Peyton says, and I don't. I hope I pronounce the name right. If I don't, forgive me. Wanted to congratulate former Buholtz and UF soccer player Havana Salon and her native country of Jamaica for their run at the Women's World Cup. Okay, good for that. Uh, let's see. Harold 
two, two transfer portal questions. He says, do you think in the future Florida's going to make better, better use of the portal in football, or will Napier stick to the formula he's with now? I, I get the sense that Billy Napier is going to build his team primarily, primarily from high school recruiting and sprinkle in transfers, much like Kevin O'Sullivan is doing with Gator baseball. I, I don't think Sully is ever going to stray away from, you know, building his team in that manner. But as we've seen, he's gotten some very good transfers to come here and fill in in certain spots, and I think that's what Billy Napier is going to do. I don't think it's going to be, you know, wholesale uh, transfer portal like Florida State has done. And look, Florida State is, by most accounts, going to be very good this year through the acquisition of talent in the transfer portal. But does that hold up on a consistent basis? Can you do that you know, year to year and expect to have success? I'm not sure uh, that you can you know, maintain that. Um, but again... Um, we'll see what happens here. Uh, let's see, one more email. Uh, then, when I get back from the break, I've done this before, especially during this time. I was thinking about this today. Over the course of 25 years, I have in my, uh, my high school reunions coming up this year. And, you know, I, I thought back to, you know, being a kid in high school who thought about doing something like this and getting to live out, you know, what I thought I might do in sitting here for all these years. I've had such a privilege in interviewing people, um, not only current athletes, and then, you know, gotten to know them but athletes that I grew up admiring, I grew up watching, and you know had a chance to interact with them. And you talk about a kid in a candy store, uh, that was me. And it still is me when I get a chance to do that. So you're going to hear uh, a conversation I had with now deceased, uh, but a Hall of Fame quarterback, John Unitas, uh, that's going to come up. 128 time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. If it's happening with the Gator Nation, hear it here first. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. International Diamond Center is giving you relief from rising prices with two incredible offers going on right now. Offer number one, an instant 20% savings on all wedding bands. You heard it right. Now, for a limited time, get our best price ever on all wedding bands. 20% off across the board. Now that's price relief. Or if you prefer, you can take advantage of offer number two. Zero interest financing for 36 months on any purchase. And IDC will even cover your first two payments. This incredible finance option is for everything. Rings, earrings, pendants, bands, bracelets, exquisite designer jewelry, even certified diamonds. Pick any item. 
item, spread your payments over three years with zero interest. And as a bonus, IDC will even cover your first two payments. So you can say big on wedding bands or go take advantage of this incredible zero rate finance offer. Whichever you choose, you can't lose during IDC's Summer of Savings event. Now through the end of August, only at International Diamond Center at Celebration Point. Unapproved credit. Some product restrictions apply. See store for details. What is ClearSound Audiology, and how can they help you? Well, simply put, ClearSound Audiology focuses on enhancing your life by addressing hearing loss. Whether it's affecting you or a loved one, don't miss what you haven't been hearing. There's absolutely no obligation with the two-week trial period. Try your hearing aids before you buy them. All UF and Santa Fe students and employees save 10%, or mention ESPN for 10% savings as well. Visit us online at clearsoundaudiology.com or in person in our Gainesville or Lake City offices. ClearSound Audiology, where your hearing aid comes with a doctor. Hey, Bill, is that a new car? Nah, it's my same ride. I just got the dings taken out and repainted. I got it done at Mako in Gainesville. Wow, looks sharp. I thought it was a new car. Honestly, I was shocked at how good it looks. I'd recommend Mako of Gainesville to anyone. Give your car a brand new look. Take it to Mako in Gainesville. Excellent service and a fast turnaround on quality warrantied work with 0% financing available. Visit MAACOGainesville.com or call 352-371-4251. Mako of Gainesville on Main Street. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. An excessive heat warning is in effect for our area again today. Mostly sunny skies, highs in the upper 90s, heat indices ranging between 105 and over 110. We do have a slight chance of getting cooled off by a passing shower this evening. Better chances going to be toward the Atlantic coast. Overnight tonight, partly cloudy skies lose tomorrow morning again. Very mild, only dropping into the upper 70s. From the UF Weather Center, I'm Megan Borowski. It's a bird. It's a plane. The, the, the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. Yeah. The Astros did get Justin Verlander from the Mets. The Mets are going to pay part of the freight, just like with Max Scherzer. I give the owner credit. He tried. It didn't work. And these were commodities that you would be using in October. The reason why you get Scherzer and Verlander is on playoff time. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. Follow ESPN Gainesville on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay up to date with the latest information, interviews, stories, contests, and events. We are 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gears. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. If we were ever to do a best of sports scene and put interviews together, uh, there's so many I would put in there, uh, but this is also one that I would put in there. When, when you're a kid, you look up to some people and you think, boy, you know, if I ever had a, ever had a chance to interview him, there's a backstory to interviewing him. Um, Chris Collinsworth used to have a uh, a golf tournament here in Gainesville, 
and also had one uh, in his native Cincinnati area. And the Pro Football Hall of Fame is not too far from there in Canton. And uh, I got to go, and I met a, a lady there who was just the nicest, nicest lady. Uh, I told her what I did, and she said, well, if you ever want to you know, interview some of the Hall of Fame people, uh, let me know. And I just kind of, you know, oh, 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 sure, thank you. Uh, and uh, I reached out, never thinking I would hear back from her, and I did. And uh, over several years uh, while she was there, uh, she would be so candid and say, um, I, I think you can, here's the number for this person. Or, you know, I wouldn't really interview this person. They're not a good interviewer, whatever that would be. Um, well, I always, you know, John Unitas to me was always somebody who was, I thought, bigger than life, uh, but aloof, I thought. Um, and I finally got a chance to talk to him. And uh, this was back in the early 2000s. And the ironic thing about this is, at the end of the interview, I said to him, you know, stay healthy or something like that. He passed away like six weeks later. So this ended up being one of the last interviews he did. A big thrill to talk to the legendary NFL Hall of Famer, John Unitas. Tape with John Unitas in three, two, one. We are back on Sports Scene. I'm Steve Russell. This week, all week long, we are doing Hall of Fame week. You're talking Hall of Fame. You're talking this guy in it, quarterback John Unitas, who played the majority of his career with the Baltimore Colts. He joins us here. John, thank you for coming on. It's an honor to have you here. Sure, Steve. Let's talk about the day you knew you were going to the Hall of Fame, John. What kind of feeling did you have when you knew you were going in? Well, I think there was quite, there was a great honor. It's probably the best honor that you can receive in playing in the National Football League and then, of course, retiring and then going into the Hall of Fame uh, along with so many other great guys who've played over the years. So it was, it was quite an honor, and it was, and it was a, a, you know, a great feeling. Even though you probably knew you were going to get in, is it still pretty special being among that elite group? I think so. That any time that uh, you can be considered the best in what you do, I think that's always it's always nice to be associated with those type of people. 1958. That's the seems to be the watershed for the NFL, and you played in that championship game. What are your memories of that game, John? Do a lot of people ask you about that game? Well, most people say that they were up in the stands, you know. And I guess <laughs> we, if we counted every person who said that to me, we probably had about three million up in there. But uh, it was a you know a game I think that put the NFL over top and made it the game that it is to, is today, and uh, so it was fun playing in it. It was at the time it was just another football game. Uh, we never knew that uh, what was going to happen within the, with that particular type of game and where football was going to go. And uh, but really, what made the the game is uh, classified as the greatest game ever played was the fact. Way we were able to move down the field in the last uh, quarter and then <clears throat> tie the game with a field goal and then go ahead and take the first overtime ever played and then uh, turn that in, into a, uh, a touchdown for us coming down there as well to win the football game. So, uh, you know, with the game was tied at uh, the end of the game and then 
we were all standing up, standing around with our hands in our pockets, not knowing what was going to happen. <laughs> and then the officials came over and said, we're playing overtime. Sudden death. I said, what in the world is that? <laughs> you know, you played for two great coaches uh, among them, and we, Weeb Eubank and Don Shula. Yeah. How much alike and how much different were they as your coaches? Uh, the likeness, I guess, is in their organizational ability, the, the ability to uh, prepare you for the football game in the upcoming week. The practices ran extremely well with Weeb and, and uh, Shula. Uh, the, both were know the game of football, of course, both coming from the Paul Brown School of Football. And uh, uh, Weeb was more, is sort of a more quiet and analytical where uh, Shula was uh, hollering and screaming all the time, and uh, uh, that drove you crazy. But uh, that's just that's just his manner. You know, the Baltimore Colts, number one, were a good football team for many years, and from where I always sat as a kid, had very, very loyal fans. Do the people in Baltimore, despite having the Ravens there, are still are there still a lot of fans there that consider the Colts to be Baltimore's team? Oh, sure. You know, all the, all the people who grew up uh, with the Gina Marchettis and the Donovans and the Parkers and Big Daddies and Raymond Berries and Moores, and, you know, they, those people are still here. They're, they're all pretty much our, our age uh, because we, uh, when we were playing, the, you know, they were in their 20s and the 30s so that uh, we sort of grew up alongside the fans here in Baltimore. And they had a love for the football game uh, as it was played in those days, more so than what they do now. You know, they think the high five and low five and dancing on the sideline is all ridiculous. And at the change of rules, that where you don't hit the quarterback, you can't touch a guy coming downfield, and and the dancing they do up front, the pass protection. So it's a, it's a different ball game altogether, and and, it, and they relate to a different crowd. John Unitas, our guest here, the Hall of Famer on sports, as we continue our football Hall of Fame week. John, do you follow the game much now? And if you do, are there quarterbacks that you like to watch play? I don't follow it as as much as I did when I was playing, of course. And, of course, most of my time was spent watching film and studied. But uh, uh, I take my two kids, my uh, daughter and my son, Chad, is 23 and Paige is 20, and they like to go down on the field and watch the game from the field sidelines which I said well you can't see a darn thing down here but they you know they like the, all the, the revelry and everything else goes along down there but it's it's still fun to watch uh, you know like take certain players and kind of keep an eye on them and see how they do and we've got some real good players here in Baltimore uh, we've lost, lost a few but we still maintain a few and uh, hopefully that they'll be able to come back and regain their form of a couple years ago uh, but it's I like to watch Peyton Manning play if I get a chance, and or uh, the kid from the uh, Green Bay Packers. He's uh, he's kind of a throwback. He's wild and wooly. You never know what's going to come from him. And then uh, there's a St. Louis quarterback who does a tremendous job. I think he's got tremendous ability. Plus, he's playing with the guys who have an awful lot of ability as well. So. Last two questions for John Unitas. John, you played in one of the early Super Bowls, of course. Did the players think that game would be as big a deal as it's become back when you played in Super Bowl III? I don't really think anybody thought much of it, to tell you the truth. You know, it, it took the place of the uh, of the championship game, and, and it was a big hype at that time, and they drove you crazy during that week of, of Super Bowl week. 
and it's even bigger at this point. You know, it's a tremendously big and money-making ball game for the owners and and, and uh, the players. A lot of players are probably taking pay cuts to play in that game because there's only so much money that they get out of it. But uh, it's you know it's a it's a big oh I don't know what you want to call it uh, a big extravaganza that they put up there now and it's everybody wants to watch it. And I think that some of the some of the things that are, that are uh, hyped pretty good are, are the commercials. I think the people <laughs> get a kick out of the com- new commercials they're putting on more so than the games. Final thing, John. Uh, let's go back to the Hall of Fame thing for a second, because that's what we're celebrating here. Do you go back often for the ceremonies? And I would think if you do and get together with those Hall of Famers, you got to be swapping a whole lot of stories, don't you? No, I don't go back. No? No. Is, is that something you just consciously not do? Yeah, basically, and it's, you know, because it's a madhouse and it's crowded and people are pulling you here, pushing you there, they make you do this and want you to go here. Uh, it's uh, it's nice to be in a Hall of Fame uh, and to be recognized and everything like that, but, you know, it's uh, it's it's just tough. It's tough for guys to go back there and, and be in the, in the public, out in the public, and without being harassed on a continual basis. Well, one thing's for sure. John Unitas deserves to be there because of the numbers he put up. John, if you would, hang on for just a second. But thank you very much for coming on sure. and being part of our Hall of Fame week here. And uh, best of health to you down the road. Thank you. Hang on, John. Well, as I said, um, six weeks later, he passed away. Um, and the thing in that interview that I found the most interesting was what he said at the end, that he didn't go back very often, you know, to Canton. Uh, he just, you know, pretty private guy. Uh, and I, I must tell you, it took a long time. Uh, I went through his son to get him, uh, but what a thrill it was. Uh, you know, those high-top shoes he used to wear and, you know, as somebody my age watching him play, just to be able to talk to him and, you know, uh, think about his memories was something that was pretty cool. So hope you enjoyed that throwback uh, in hearing the great John Unitas. We have a segment left. We still have time to hear from you, 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. 144, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Matt Maddox. The Tampa Bay Rays take on the St. Louis Cardinals tonight in the second game of the series. The Rays got off to a good start last night, winning the first game 4-2. Rays pitcher Jalen Beeks will be getting the start, and you can catch the coverage right here at 6 p.m. Former Gator tennis star Ben Shelton will be playing in the Canadian Open tonight at 7 against Carlos Alcarez. Shelton won two sets yesterday and hopes to keep the momentum going against the world number one. NFL season is starting to ramp up, and preseason games are here. The Buccaneers will be taking on the Steelers Friday night at 7, with Baker Mayfield getting the start as quarterback. That's your Gator Sports Center. I'm Matt Maddox. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Does your knee pain keep getting worse? How about that pain in your shoulder or hip or back? Don't let them tell you steroids and surgery are your only options. Take my advice now and call QC Kinetics. Hey, it's Steve Russell. 
QC Kinetics can make that pain go away with all-natural advanced regenerative medicine. They're helping people here every day with these amazing natural treatments that restore and repair damaged joint tissue. It's like turning back the clock. Regenerative medicine uses concentrated healing agents from your own body to stimulate that damaged tissue in your joints so they can work like they're supposed to, and there's zero downtime. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in this exciting medical breakthrough. Patients here are getting real lasting relief and are saying no to surgery and drugs. If you have pain due to injury or arthritis, this is a remarkable option you need to check out. And the consultation is free. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550. 352-400-4550. QC Kinetics. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. Dr. Kim is so, she's spiritually and uh, personally and physically a beautiful person all the way around. That's what I admire most about her and that she's up on the latest techniques and everything that's going on in the field that I feel a lot of confidence and, and I just, I enjoy being around her and talking to her. How about Dr. Art? Well, I think the biggest thing is that, that he stays so far ahead of everyone else technically. You know, you, you don't worry about what he's doing in your mouth because it is the best. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. What is ClearSound Audiology, and how can they help you? Well, simply put, ClearSound Audiology focuses on enhancing your life by addressing hearing loss. Whether it's affecting you or a loved one, don't miss what you haven't been hearing. There's absolutely no obligation with the two-week trial period. Try your hearing aids before you buy them. All UF and Santa Fe students and employees save 10%, or mention ESPN for 10% savings as well. Visit us online at clearsoundaudiology.com or in person in our Gainesville or Lake City offices. ClearSound Audiology, where your hearing aid comes with a doctor. Coming up at 4, it's the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. This is Gatorhead football coach Billy Napier, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Going to end today. If you have a call, do it. If you have an email, do it. 24 7 Sports ranked the quarterbacks, the starting quarterbacks in college football. The way that was done, uh, they took the candidate who they thought was deemed the front runner. And if that wasn't available, in other words, this guy's the starter. They did it with the quarterback that they would go with. Number one quarterback, 24-7 sports experts, is Drake May, North Carolina. The top 10, Caleb Williams, USC, Sam Hartman, Notre Dame, Mr. Quinn from Texas, Michael Penix, from Washington, believe it or not, Bo Nix. Wasn't it that long ago Bo Nix was this inconsistent dude 
quarterback in at Auburn, now number six. He's come a long way. Um, Jaden Daniels, LSU, number seven. J.J. McCarthy, Michigan, number eight. Will Howard of Kansas State, number nine. And Cam Rising of Utah at number 10. Then comes Devin Leary of Kentucky, Spencer Rattler of South Carolina, Jordan Travis of Florida State. Carson Beck was at 22. Graham Mertz was at 47 on the list, just behind Alabama's Jalen Milrow. Only two other SEC quarterbacks, I think, were rated below that. Uh, Ashford of Auburn, and I believe uh, Missouri's quarterback, Cook, was below that. All right, let's get a couple of calls here. I hope to end the day. David, hello. Hey, Steve, how you doing today? All right. Good. I just wanted to thank you for playing that interview with John United. Uh, I, I still think he is the greatest quarterback of all time. It could be because you and I are the same age and uh, we, we just saw things differently. But, you know, when we think back to football, as he played, they didn't have radios in their ears and things like that. He was the chief strategist in calling the plays the whole game. And those guys, it was a different breed. And they did not also have the protection that quarterbacks today have. Uh, United States man, Steve Johnny, Golden Arm. And I know that had to be a thrill for you, wasn't it, to interview him? No question. No question. Yeah. Um, I, I had been be. I'd been trying to do that, you know, for a while. Uh, and when his son called and said, you know, he would be available, I was thrilled. I mean, obviously, as a Jets fan, you know, getting to talk to yeah. Joe Namath was huge for me. Um, sure. But, you know, t- take that away. The guy that I would have wanted, you know, I, I get asked a lot, you know, who would you have wanted to interview that you that you didn't? And that's a long list, but one of them was Jim Brown because he is the best running back I've ever seen, period. He, he had the he speed, power, could turn the corner, could obviously run you over. Uh, he was a multi – people forget at Syracuse, you know, he was a track star. He played lacrosse. He played football. He was just a dynamic athlete and never had a chance to speak to him, and I – Sure wish I had. Well, you know, United's got to be one of those career top tens, I hope for you. And I always enjoy when you pull out that uh, that history book of, uh, of your former interviews of the guys of the past, and uh, it makes a difference to this list. I uh, appreciate uh, uh, the long storied career that uh, makes some of those hot and dollar for hours worthwhile. All right, David, I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Uh, we're going to do one more here, and it's a short one, and I don't even know. This this may not even be queued up ready, Ailey, so um, let me give you the backstory. Uh, Ted Williams, who I did have the chance to interview, uh, opened up a place. Uh, it was the hitter's. Hall of Fame. 
And I got to go to the opening of it. Bob Costas was the MC for it. And you talk about a who's who of baseball in that one building. It was unbelievable. And there was a golf tournament associated with it. And one of the guys that I always admired as a pitcher was Warren Spahn. Warren Spahn, Spahn, uh, was a guy who won 20 games at the age of 42. So long before Nolan Ryan, you know, somebody like that, Warren Spahn won 20 games. Uh, he was, you know, a World Series winner as well. Uh, won 300, I think I have this right, 63 games. Um, so I had a chance to talk to him a little bit. I was among some people who were interviewing him. So, Ailey, if you would, uh, a quick conversation with the guy that I had just was so thrilled to talk to, the Hall of Famer Warren Spahn. I want to talk about your long career. You know, <laughs> that long ago. <laughs> uh, talk about some of the hitters that, that you faced. Did you ever face Ted Boyne? Yes. I pitched against Ted in all-star games. We used to have a city series in Boston. Uh, Ted was one of the greatest hitters I ever saw. And uh, he had a charisma that I don't remember anybody else having. That when Ted took batting practice, everybody in the ballpark, including the ballplayers, stopped what they were doing to watch Ted hit. And uh, I remember pitching to him where he didn't move a muscle until the ball came up to the plate. And uh, it, he made me feel like, come on, kid, throw the ball. I can't wait to hit. Yeah. You know, today there's a lot of people who marvel at 40-year-olds who play baseball, and yet there was a guy named Spawn who was over 40 and won over 20 games. What made you, what made you go so long? Hunger. <laughs> Hunger, baby. You know, we, we didn't make millions of dollars so that, no, it was a labor of love. And uh, I enjoyed playing. Uh, I played till I was 44. Uh, I didn't retire. I was fired. And that's the way I felt about my career. Talk about some of the Braves teams you played on. You went to the World Series in 57 and 58, I believe. There were some pretty good teams you played. Yeah, we had a great ball club. And uh, we beat the Yankees, and not too many people have done that in the World Series. And it's just a, a great thrill. And uh, it's a great thrill to get to the World Series. And, uh, you know, I guess your uh, adrenaline is flowing. And uh, uh, I remember that we beat the Yankees in the World Series in 57. And uh, my World Series check was $5,700. Today, uh, <laughs> just about. But uh, it's just the, it, it's the satisfaction of winning or, you know, it's not the paycheck involved. It's just the opportunity to be there and to play in the World Series. And uh, made it made things great. I, I was very lucky. I played in all-star games. I played in the World Series. I played in three of them, won one. And, uh, you know, God was good to me. Warren Spahn, at that golf tournament, 
it was so cool because here's – and what isn't in that, um, Warren Spahn was having a beer. And he said, buy you a beer? And I said, sure. So we did that over a beer. And we were sitting at a table. And, you know, over here at this table is Willie McCovey. Over here at the table is Steve Carlton. Over here at the, at the table is uh, Bob Feller. Over here at another table is this. All, I mean, it was incredible because, again, it was the Hitters Hall of Fame, the Ted Williams. Uh, and it was incredible, the baseball uh, hierarchy that was there. And for you know somebody like me to be able to see that and be part of that, really cool. Uh, Stephen says, I can't see the great academic institution and athletic program known as Stanford joining the ACC. The logistics would be ridiculous. So what? I mean, they're already, they're already ridiculous, right? This, this last round of, of uh, expansion, it's already ridiculous. So what's going to happen to Stanford and the other three teams? Well, that, the other... The other two teams uh, may have to go to the Mountain West because they just are not deemed. And think of that. Through no fault of their own, Washington State is just left out there. Oregon State is just left out there because they, they don't make enough money. So I do think if, if the ACC doesn't take Stanford and Cal – then they will try, I think, to go to the Mountain West. But Stanford's already said their intent is Power Five. So we'll see. That's our show. Thanks to Ailey for producing it. And thanks to all of our guests today. Thanks for you being part of it. We'll do it again tomorrow for a Thursday edition of Sports Scene. I'm Steve Russell. Enjoy the rest of your day. You're listening to ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.